I'm Holly Tucker, and welcome to my podcast, Conversations of Inspiration. Founder of Not On The High Street and Holly & Co., I'm the UK ambassador of creative small businesses. I believe that having a business doing what you love is the key to a happy, fulfilled life. And my dream is to help everyone start theirs. I'm here to offer advice, inspiration, wisdom and encouragement. And in my view, the greatest way to do this is by sharing stories. So I've reached out to all my favourite small businesses, acclaimed entrepreneurs and those who just simply inspire me and ask them to share theirs. With thanks to our sponsor NatWest, who have helped bring this free podcast to life. Here are my conversations of inspiration. Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down. This week, I'm talking to Emily Coxhead, illustrator, designer, and founder of The Happy Newspaper. She's on a mission to spread happiness and joy through her creative newspaper, which only shares the good news stories spreading inspiration through her social media accounts and the many products and cards she now stocks on the high street. I visited Emily in her tiny rainbow-filled office in Manchester, where we chatted on the sofa about her less ordinary career path, the power of social media and how she turned her experience with depression into a positive force for good. So, Emily, I am so happy to be here with your famous sofa, <laughs> looking so beautiful, um, at your dad's house, about an hour outside of Manchester. The yes. trains have been unforgiving today. Nightmare, always. Um, but I'm really happy to be here, snuggled up with the cushions. Um, it's as if I'm in your Instagram feed. It's actually a little bit surreal looking at you, I must say. <laughs> Firstly... As if you've not heard this before, let me just tell you how incredible you are. I'm one of your biggest fans and I actually can't quite cope that you're 25 years old (laughs) and you're sharing this greatest Mm. asset with us um, that us humans have, happiness. You are driving us to see this and yet I know in order to do this, you have to share your vulnerability with the world to help make others not feel so alone, to create an understanding that happiness, that light that you bring, comes from knowing you're dark. You turn the most difficult time of your life into something positive. Can you tell me a bit about your life growing up and the journey you were on before creating your business? Yes. Um, wow. Thank you for a start. That is, I think that's probably the nicest thing anybody's ever said. Oh. But yeah, I, I mean, I quite honestly think I've lived the happiest life um, as a family and also sort of linking to the business side of it, the creativity. I've always wanted to create, always, always since I was tiny, since the moment I could pick up a pen and draw. It's always just, that's been my sort of therapy in a way without it you know without giving it that title even when I was little that was sort of my outlet that was my my thing that I used um to bring happiness to myself really and I think the the reason why sort of this hard time came about I think is mostly because it was so happy for such a long time and when that's sort of the the thing that you think will always be stable and secure and safe and your happy place which is your family um when that's sort of broken it's I I was sort of questioning everything I was thinking is 
you know, is is everything gonna turn to shit? Basically, can we swear? Yeah, well, of course you can swear. It's, it's Holly's podcast. Oh my goodness, yes, swear, swear away. What happened then that we, um, that brought that brought this moment? So it was two days after my graduation. Um, my mum left my dad after being together for nearly uh 30 years 25 30 years oh um so yeah big shock um and it was it, th- there were a lot of different reasons but yeah it's it was just I think because I'd be I'd just come out of uni as well I'd literally just come out of uni it was already a weird time it you know you don't really nobody tells you what's going to happen after university and nobody prepares you for that I didn't feel anyway we were sort of told you could work there you could do this or and I never, I never found my thing at uni where I thought, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to that place or I'm going to do that. Um, I always had the idea in me that I was going to do my own thing, but I didn't quite know what it was. So yeah, it sort of, it it was rocky for a good for a good while. Um, but from that, I I decided to to take absolute rock bottom and figure out how I could make me happy really and in turn has made a lot a lot of other people happy which I never never expected really it really has and when I think that um am I right in saying that the happy newspaper was born out of a kickstarter campaign where you just raised 500 pounds for the project how did how did that go (laughs) what was your experience like when raising that money but also what advice would you have or thoughts you would have for anyone following that same path? Well, I mean, I, I set the target at £500 and it ended up tripling that. Um, but when I set it as £500 and I told anyone who had a sort of business mind or knew what they were doing in, in sort of inverted commas, um, they were like, you can't do anything with that amount of money. Like, what What are you doing? That's, you know, £500. And I thought I'd already rung around all the newspaper printing places. I'd figured out that I could print a thousand copies of the newspaper um, with that amount of money. And I wasn't doing it to earn money. I was doing it because I had this idea and I wanted to share it with the world. That was literally the basis of it. Yeah, and I think... I mean, it's been quite a positive thing since that it's ended up tripling the target because that was like a big thing. Everyone was like, oh my God, it's tripled. But I thought, you know, most people set it at a higher higher, um, target. But I mean, if I was giving advice, do what you feel is necessary, I think. Like I say, because it wasn't about money, I just wanted to put it out there. And from in turn, that is has had a different effect I think because because it was just sharing this idea so then anybody who received it wanted to share it they wanted to pass it on and yeah it's I actually got extra funding from Lint chocolate which was really random um for the first issue I think I can't remember how much they gave me but it was enough for me to buy an extra 2,000 copies which I gave out for free in care homes and hospitals in the run-up to Christmas because it was in December. Yeah, so that was incredible. But I think it's a weird, with the Kickstarter, a lot of people, when they see or hear that it started from a Kickstarter campaign, they think that that has now funded, like, the rest, but it was literally for the first issue. (laughs) Yeah, the £500 has not funded (laughs) the rest of your journey. But it is an amazing thought isn't it that when people stop themselves from doing things that actually that 500 pounds that yes it did it did triple yeah yeah but actually just starting with that small amount of money was 
allowing you to start the journey. So many people ask me, when should I start? And I say, now, now. start yeah. now. Yeah. And no, you can't raise X amount of money, but you might be able to raise 500 pounds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I just think that is, uh, I think that's a real lesson for us. And now the happy newspaper is stocked in many places. And we're so lucky to be one of your first stockists <laughs> yes. at Holly & Co. It sells out instantly. Does it? <laughs> and when the team buy it, we always think what a lovely gift it is. We give it out to friends who might be going through a hard time. Yeah. And I find myself reading it out to Harry, actually, over supper. Um, I have to turn down the blinking news that normally <laughs> is on in the background. Yeah. But the paper makes us as a family so happy Mm. I mean when you think about some of the stories I mean some my favorite the villagers in India that knitted elephant jumpers (laughs) to keep them warm (laughs) my goodness they were so colorful and beautifully knitted I wanted one I, 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 who didn't? I mean, a little bit big, but maybe on yeah. my bad days that it would have fitted. Um, or the fact that the snow leopards are no longer an endangered animal. Uh, the husband who campaigned for a new kidney for his wife by advertising on a sandwich board. Or Iceland becoming the first country to make it illegal yeah. to pay women less than men. Yeah. And I just could go on. It just, it actually blows my mind when I, I read these um, incredible stories. How do you come across these stories and do you ever get stuck finding them? Um, I don't get stuck. That a lot of that is one thing that a lot of people think because I think you have to find it. That's that's the biggest thing. You've got to actually look for the good news. It is out there, but it's just not on the mainstream news most of the time. It's often more on social media and, you know, sort of the good news stories are shared. They go viral and rightly so, I think, because people like obviously, as we've realized, people want to hear the good news. They want to see the positive things happening or, you know, the the little the little things that sometimes we might witness, like somebody helping somebody on a bus or whatever. But I, I think when you're surrounded by you know notifications popping up on your phone news and all sorts of awful things happening um on your tv every time you switch on your tv or your phone you know there's usually something um so I think it's about finding that balance between I'm never trying to cover up you know the awful awful things that are happening um I just want to try and make people realize that the world isn't a terrible place all the time because I think especially with um children growing up in this sort of social media technology world it's it's difficult and I don't know that you know I don't know how as a parent I'm you know obviously you'll know but how you sort of divert away from that and give I mean use the happy newspaper of course but um it must be it must be super difficult um to sort of get get control over it but you know just actually say this isn't real life all the time what you're seeing on social media and but yeah I think I sort of went off on a bit of a tangent then didn't I what you it was, no no absolutely yeah. I think uh, you know you're rightly pulling out of our world the beautifulness of it yeah and it is just giving it a it is mostly beautiful yeah and yet you know when you think about the media and and this doom and gloom that they paint how there's nothing celebrated I mean you might have that odd story at the end of the news you know that feels slightly patronizing doesn't it it's (laughs) like a little little token here (laughs) now I've bought you war and destruction here's a tiny little story from a tiny little town somewhere um but the way the way our minds are also warped um in this sort of humming of patriarch 
Key. And mm. it's just, it's it's a real dream that your newspaper actually goes huge you know it's it's something as I say we sit down with Harry and we read it um I know so many parents who buy your newspaper purely for that reason you know this should be readily available yeah when you dream about that so when I think about your newspaper being on every newsstand when you think about it when you dream what are your dreams what are your goals for the happy newspaper literally that making it more accessible to more people I think that is the biggest goal with it I'm so I'm trying I'm currently in the process of figuring out the best way to do it because I think there's lots of different ways I could do it not easy to do but one thing especially I don't know how I'll do it but something linked with schools I'd love to be able to do something where it could be maybe a pack because I've had a couple of schools who have contacted me who they create their own happy newspaper now um, of all the good things that happen in school and it could be I'd love to be able to go and do workshops, but I can't split myself hundreds of ways, unfortunately. Um, but maybe maybe further down the line. But yeah, I've had so many lovely messages, especially from teachers and stuff, where they've created a mindful room or they've created... There was one that, honestly, I was sobbing when I read the email. Somebody They'd created this mindful room um, with a, wall, a sunshine wall that was full of notes that if the children were having a bad day, they took one. Um, and they have a kindness bunny called Emily that they give out once a week. They give it to um, the children who's the child who's been the kindest. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I need to not start crying now. <laughs> so how gorgeous! I know. And how so, amazing it must feel to inspire such things. It's incredible. I, I can't actually comprehend the the reach. Sometimes I can't yeah. when I'm. You get sort of so bogged down I guess with that I've I've got to do this I've got to do that that needs to be done I need to do this you know I've been pulled in this direction I've been, been pulled in that direction especially when I'm sort of packing I lit this is the first time this room hasn't been full of newspapers and boxes and all sorts it's usually packed so if you come back in a month there'll probably be newspapers everywhere but yeah it's I don't know you sort of you don't forget but I guess you I just don't realize I don't realize how far it's reaching and then when I get an email like that it's it's incredible so currently you're on the high street selling in stores you've written a book you have a newspaper you have a product line so things are moving with momentum but when you considered that you're probably even at your young age now unemployable in a good way by the way in a good way (laughs) and that you want to retire probably being your own boss yeah Are you scared when you think about the next 50 years? And the reason I ask that is it's something I'm always asked about. The ability to live in a world that can be hand to mouth a lot of the time. Or won't that be the case for you? And and sort of have you got a plan? I don't mean a business plan, but have you got a plan when you look to your future? No, (laughs) that's the short answer. But I'm quite confident. I mean, I'm all, I am always thinking, I don't know what's going to be happening in five years' time. I don't. My boyfriend's the total opposite. He has a plan. He knows where he's going. He knows where what he's going to be doing next week, in a month, in five years or ten years. And that kind of works with both of us um, because I'm, I'm a dreamer and I, he's a dreamer as well, but in different ways. And I think, I don't know, I, I don't know how long this is going to last. So that's, that is the strange bit, but... I think like you've done you're a huge role model so and I think I honestly think that sort of finding 
realizing what's missing or what needs to be done and doing something about it I think that's hopefully I hope that that's what I can continue to do children's books one thing that I want to do at some point later oh, down the line amazing but, at it. yeah you'd be amazing <laughs> I think you know ultimately um as I said you know myself and Holly we don't believe in the classic business plan. Yeah. We do have a plan. I'm sure you have a plan in your mind. It might yeah. not, it doesn't mean it's not a plan if it's not written down. Yeah. Um, but you have a vision. Yeah. And you're following that vision. Mm-hmm. And um, and with your personality and the way that you've got this get up and go and this drive, um, that should see you through. It's interesting. So if we go back though, if we go back to your university um, years, mm-hmm. when you sort of, as you said, had this sort of start of an idea or this thought yeah, yeah. when things weren't going necessarily according to plan in mm-hmm. your life. When I think of the whole education system and, and sort of being honest, I just feel that we we need to shake it up yeah, completely. Yeah. How creativity is at the bottom of the hierarchy mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to education generally, um, how the future of work is changing so rapidly but schools uh universities aren't really adapting to it and not preparing i'd say our young people for a future that there might have to be their own boss probably they're Mm going to have to be their own boss they're going to have to be their own brand and when you think about displacement coming to the workforce when you think of ai creativity and creative thinking is actually going to be the thing that sets us apart from robots (laughs) I think this is something that you've discovered. You follow your passion. You created that job that no one could have ever prepared you for at university. What thoughts do you have or advice that you'd give young people today knowing where to start when leaving education? I think, well, for a start, don't worry if you don't know what you're doing because I had no idea. Like I say, I I did have the idea that I wanted to do it myself. Whatever that was, I, I didn't know. But... Actually, looking back at my university, I studied graphic design. And at the same time, I was photographing gigs and festivals, um, which then sort of linked into me doing artwork for in the music industry, uh, merchant, you know, like band merchandise, logos, uh, album artwork, stuff like that. And that was really cool. I think a big part of it is doing other stuff as well. It sounds so sort of basic, but doing other stuff as well as your degree or your course or be passionate about things, whatever that is. And I think, yes, you can have a goal and you can have an aim, which is incredible, but don't don't worry if it wavers. You know, if, if you go down a different little path, you're probably going to end up down another possibility or an idea or a dream. Um, if you have an idea, do it, do it, you know and all, do it well do it passionately yeah exactly do it. if you if you, I think I always feel I don't know if it's true but if you want something hard enough I think you can make it happen I really do you talk openly about mental health you help so many people with your openness and with your personal struggles it's part of your brand it's part of who you are and that's why people follow you to help them not feel so alone if they're going through a bad time with recent figures stating that one in four people will experience mental health issues in their lifetime and as many as 65 percent of brits having experienced panic attacks or Mm -hmm. depression 
What advice would you give someone who's going through it at the moment, struggling, struggling with their mental health? I think talk. That's that's always the biggest thing that I try and say to anyone. It's very easy to think we're on our own and we're going, you know, we're going through this thing, whatever it is, you know. I mean, that was sort of where it came from originally with me. I this thing happened with my mum and dad and. I saw. I felt like my whole world had, fall, world had fallen apart. I think if you can talk to someone, whether it's a friend or a family member, sometimes it's easier to talk to a stranger. There's so many helplines and people that you can contact who are, that's their job to be there. They're waiting. I, I put a thing once that said they're waiting with open arms just to give you a hug, even if it, if that's in the form of an email or a phone call. There's a lot, you know, all the Mind and obviously the Samaritans and all those sorts of charities. Because sometimes I think we just need to say it out loud. When I, when I did the video for you, that was one of the first times I'd properly said it out loud. And I told you, didn't I, that I had to re-record it because I just burst out crying. I was like... Oh God, <laughs> this is this wasn't... It was. It was so. Um, it's a, a video you recorded when we launched Tolly and Co, where we're looking to capture the stories mm-hmm. of amazing creative people like yourself. Yeah, and we were just so touched, and and we were in floods. Yeah. I mean, literally, we just couldn't. You know, we would yeah. watch it and then had to watch it again because we didn't actually catch the end because yeah. we were blowing our noses <laughs> and things. But it's such a brave thing that you do, and it it's helped so many people through my experience. I've been told so many times how that people's businesses have actually saved them. Yeah. Um, be it a journey, many people I know have gone through grief, suffering such terrible loads, mm-hmm. and they put everything into their business. Yeah. Would you say that s- starting this business sort of saved you from that point? I think I did. I think I did say that in the video, didn't I? Um, and it sounded a bit so. Actually, oh, did I put it in my book? It's somewhere out in the world, I think. Um, and I sort of said not to sound too melodramatic, but I genuinely think it did. I think that was going back to before when I said about um, being my therapy. That it was my therapy at that time. Um, it was. I sort of cut off from the rest of the world. I didn't have any money coming out, coming straight out of uni, so I wasn't going out much. Definitely wasn't going on holidays. <laughs> so I did. I put everything into it, and I think, yeah, I, like I said, I, I don't think I was going to stop until until I got to where I wanted it to be. But I didn't. At that point, I didn't know where I wanted it to be. I just want. I, I found my thing to make me happy. So. And and being that face of the brand, being. Uh, happy all the time (laughs) how do you find that pressure and what and what do you do on on bad days it's a weird one I think like the other I had um a meeting at uh, a very John Lewis head office let's just say what it was and it was absolutely crazy the other week and I felt horrendous I'd been so ill I've had sort of this I don't know what's been going on ear infection type thing and I nearly had to pull out of it last minute because I was even though, you know, anyway, it would have been a lot of pressure going into that. But I was thinking, I am the happy news. I'm here with my happy newspapers in hand. I can't not be not be happy, Emily. But I think um, it is. It is a lot of pressure sometimes. And I find, I mean, I'm on my own like 90% of the time I work on my own. So, I, And then I find when I'm going out, I'm usually going to like quite big events or I'm going to, to London or Manchester. And... It is. You sort. Of, I have to like gear myself up a little bit, but then at the same time, I have. I'm here where it's quiet, and I sort of like to be able to remove myself and just. I'm quite. 
I am I'm not happy all the time that and I think that's the obviously the impression that everybody gets on social media and stuff but I do try to give um a bit of a balance I, I sort oh, of try do. and show you that you do definitely yeah. you do and I I can imagine that there is a pressure mm. to perform okay yeah. <laughs> so I say that in the nicest sense yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I empathize with that yeah you know you need to put your best foot yeah. forward and you're a professional woman and so actually you have to be your yeah, brand yeah, don't yeah. you yeah well I, re- I remember um the first meeting I had with my card publisher it was in Manchester and he actually said to me then you do realize I turned up with my colorful jumper on my back pack and he was like you do realize you're the face of your brand and I was like yeah yeah of course I am it's fine and now I'm like oh god people actually recognize me sometimes and this is a little bit mental Glastonbury was the weirdest one every day somebody recognized me at Glastonbury of all places I thought nobody knew what was going on there but apparently they do oh my goodness um, so yeah I don't think anyone recognized me in Glastonbury but I'm not that cool <laughs> um I'd love to talk to you actually you, t- you touched on social media yeah. when I found it um not in the high street smartphones didn't exist social media didn't (laughs) exist I know you can't even cope with that but you know we had to pull in tons of favors get as much PR um, but through traditional methods Mm -hmm. you know glossy magazines newspapers a feature called daily candy it was really big in (laughs) our day and it still blows my mind now that small businesses have so much control over their destiny how you don't need a marketing manager how Instagram can drive so much traffic to your site you are certainly someone that does this really really well you have a I think a combined following of nearly 70,000 followers with people sharing your content and I saw that Richard Branson is one of your biggest fans (laughs) I mean sorry you must have to pinch yourself there (laughs) a little bit a little bit yeah but what advice would you share with the community on how to do this successfully I'm sure you're asked all the time you know what is good content? How do you spread your message? How do you actually use it as a proper marketing tool? It's a weird one because I, do, I never have a plan. I think a lot of people think I have a plan with it. I set up the Happy News Instagram quite late on. Um, so my personal Instagram is my, still a business Instagram. But I think what I try to do is show the personal side of it as well for ages I didn't want to show that side of it I when I started selling all my cards on Etsy and loads of other stuff I was like oh it needs to be it needs to be just products and stuff like that and that's all people will want to see and then there there is this whole thing where some people don't like to post the their face or you know like a family picture or whatever because it takes away from the theme or the you know the whole Instagram um I don't know what it is, uh, sort of filter. Melody. Yes, that's, let's call it that. <laughs> but I've actually realised that's what gives it, that's what, I am I am my brand and I am human and that gives it that side of it. I don't want people to think it's sort of an untouchable brand that nobody knows about, nobody really knows where it comes from or who does design stuff for it. Or I, I try to be as transparent as I can, I think. But I think things like stories, Instagram stories that have come in have help that I think it sort of gives it gives a bit of a real side to it and I try I show that I'm up at four o'clock in the morning packing newspapers still because that is the reality of running your own business it's not it's never filtered down into a crop square that's for sure yeah (laughs) what a great quote absolutely it's it's um the the fact that stories have come about and that you can share um, that rawer side yeah. of your life. Do you think that sometimes that there is this grey area, because it's such a new medium, yeah. between sharing too much yeah. 
sharing possibly every cup of tea that's being yeah. made. <laughs> yeah. what, what is, what's your viewpoint on that? You could definitely post too much. I think because I post quite a lot, people see that as they're seeing everything about me and my life and my daily routine and whatever. And actually they're seeing the tiniest fraction. And I think I, I try and remind people of that sometimes because I mean, if I'm having a really bad day or a really good day, either way, I'm probably not going to be on social. I'm probably not going to be on my Instagram. I don't want to be sharing everything. I think there is, there's definitely, like you said, we're we're sharing so much these days. It's quite nice to hold a little bit back and just, I don't know, there's a bit of magic in that, I think. I I completely agree. I mean, there's also, um, you know, the negative effects right, oh, yeah. that come yeah. along with this um, age that we're living in, yeah. this sort of, I would say, age of comparison, mm-hmm. where scrolling through feeds yeah. can be so damaging to our confidence, to the balance of the mind. Something I've always have to remind young girls, actually, that I mentor is comparison is the thief of yeah. joy and how not everything you see is as glossy as it seems. I I heard the analogy the other day um, about swimming in your own lane and the minute you turn your head to compare yourself to the person next to you, you become out of stride Mm -hmm. and you can't swim to the best of your ability. It's it's something that we touched on young today and and actually us as businesses and small businesses and creative people comparing ourselves what would you say are the negative effects to look out for or what would be that advice to young people who are comparing or who are looking out um, outside of their own swimming lane? I think, I mean, the it's totally true, everything you've said. The most shared thing that I've, that it was literally scribbled on a piece of paper. I've recently done like a, a designed version of it, but it was, I will not compare myself to a stranger on Instagram. And that has been shared far more than anything quite ironically, anything I've ever done on Instagram. I feel like, I mean, my my generation, we do know a world without social media because when I was in school, for example, we had MySpace and MSN, but we had it for like an hour a night, I think. Like, and we couldn't use, if mum or dad was on the phone, you couldn't use the internet. So, but we didn't have it on our phones. If you, if you ended up going on the internet on your phone, it was like, it cost a quid and you were like, oh God, get off. Um, so, and I think your texts were like 10p as well. So you really limited those down to only the, the best people. Um, but now it's literally 24 seven, but I feel like, we have a bit more of a filter when we're looking through and when we're on social media ourselves. I'm sort of taking everything with a pinch of salt, I think, when I'm when I'm looking through. And I think in some... I, th- I feel like that's quite a healthy way to look at it because it isn't real life. Most people, apart from me when I did your video, aren't going to share when they're crying or when they're having a bad time or whatever. But that video... Um, I had such a reaction because of that reason because it because you don't expect to see that on Instagram um and that was the only reason that I shared it because I just wouldn't have you know you wouldn't dream of doing something like that if you're in a really bad place you're not going to want to share that but I think people are sort of trying to show the balance now I think people are trying to show that it's not always pretty pictures that people are doing the sort of filtered unfiltered pictures and sort of reminding people but I don't know. I think a lot of it, when you when I sort of hear people say that Instagram's a terrible place and, you know, it's full of all these filtered images that aren't realistic and whatever, I sort of think, well, that's down to you, who you follow as well. 
I don't know. I, th- I think a lot I, of it is. I comparison. agree with you. I agree. I, I find um, Instagram one of the most positive places for my, yeah. me because I only follow anyone who I respect, yeah. uh, gain creativity from, yeah. care about, want yeah, to champion. So and I know a lot of people who follow people to look at their lifestyle. Yeah. And um, it's, it's what you choose to use exactly. those tools yeah. for. So you're someone here sitting on your amazing colourful sofa uh, where creativity is just flowing out of every pore. How do you cultivate it? I, I, I ask that because people struggle to feel inspired. You yeah. know, you can't just say, oh, you know, between yeah, three and four, yeah. I'm just going to be inspired. Yeah. Whether that's designing products, coming up with the next marketing idea or business idea. How do you deal with this sort of creativity and inspiration I don't know I think I've recently sort of took a bit of a step back because it did I I designed the product line which is over a hundred products um yeah a hundred products (laughs) your first product line (laughs) yeah here we go here we go that was intense yeah it's been constant for I don't know the past past year especially and the last newspaper that I brought out, which was April, I think, beginning of April, it went up from about 400 subscribers to 1,300 or something. It went up massively. Uh, still delivered here to my front door and posted out by me. I saw, I usually say to myself, have a couple of days off after you've done all that. And I did, but that's usually when I hit rock bottom and I think, okay, I'm actually quite ill and I need to take some time. But I felt like I couldn't because people were still saying, this is important, you need to do this, we need you at this, we need that. But over the past couple of weeks, I've took a step back and I've... I've realised that people don't need it. As soon as I told everyone, the licensing company, all the different people who I work with, I, I can't do it at the minute. They, it, that was fine. They didn't, they weren't like, what do you mean? You know, as I thought they were going to be. They're all human. They're all normal it's people. It's our perception, and, isn't it? Yeah. It's ultimately you are the brand. Yeah. This should be to your beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to anybody else's. Exactly. And so, but it, has courage you have to take courage don't yeah. you in, in, in that, I mean, you feel that like phone you call to, yeah. you're going to let them down or you're going to mess up or yeah. this is the only opportunity you're going to get <laughs> yeah. so I can I can hear the brain yeah it really I mean I didn't want to say no to anything I didn't want to let anyone down I didn't want to when it gets on a roll as well I was like I just have to keep saying yes because otherwise it's just going to stop and then everything's going to fall off a cliff and that's not going to happen so yeah actually I think it was last weekend or the weekend before I said to my boyfriend we need to go I went to where did I go I can't remember I went to a shop and I, I spent an absolute fortune on paints and sketchbooks and canvases and I was like, I just need to paint for no reason. It doesn't need, I don't want it on a product. I don't want it on a card. I just need to paint because as I was saying, it's always been like my therapy sort of thing. When that becomes your work, that's really difficult because I don't know how you, well, I, apparently you go to the shop and buy loads of paints and stuff. But otherwise, I don't I don't really know how you uh, how you find that. It, it's really difficult sometimes. Well, it's, um, a, it's a struggle that um, creative businesses do face because that is what powers your business and yet it was what powered you before starting the business (laughs) you once said creativity is a form of therapy that helps us turn negatives into positives or allows us to make sense of the world through art music theater and a million other outlets 
Being creative is such a magical thing. You can use it to help and bring your happiness as well as having the exact same effect on far more people than you realise. It makes me actually even emotional just to think about that and, and, and what you do and how you're articulating this as well. So many times in the business world, I've had people sort of dumb down or patronize or dismiss me or people I've been yeah. around um, because of that sort of way of thinking. Um, I've heard women being creatively led around a board table, mm-hmm. being called the woman with the crayons. It knocked, you know, my confidence, it knocks other people's confidence, especially in the um, forum of business. Uh, But now I know it's, for instance, my superpower. I can imagine that you find it your ultimate superpower. And I fundamentally believe that every business needs to have creativity at its utter core, not only to stand out, but to have longevity. Yep. So hearing you talk about creativity and what that's bringing to the world, bringing that happiness, do you think it's important that businesses give back to the world? Yeah, I think I think it's a huge thing that it has whatever you're doing has a purpose and that's not that's not going to be the same as the next person, but I think if it has a purpose and you're passionate about that, that's going to always come across in whatever it is you're making, creating, you know, planning that's that comes through massively and I think a big a big part that I've realized of when I've been going to these meetings and talking to the likes of paper chase and all these dream places that I never you know couldn't even comprehend that my stuff would be in they they appreciate so much that I'm real basically and I'm a real brand and I'm I, I have this story that and I can't make it up, you know, it's just, it's just me. That can, obviously that has its good and bad things. It's very, it's a vulnerable thing, like you said before, putting that out into the world and sharing that with people. Sometimes it's a bit like, oh, I might want to hold on to that actually. You also said, if I could make a few people smile, um, then that's what I would do until I figured out (laughs) what I was actually going to do or whether I needed (laughs) to get a proper job. At no point did I actually consider money or success. It was basically to make me and a few other people happy and the rest kind of fell into place along the way. I, I feel that this is such an important life and business lesson. If we can all do this, follow our passions, yeah. work bloody hard, yeah. but listen to our true calling yeah. or doing things that make us deeply happy, somehow that money will follow. Yeah. It's when we chase that money, isn't yeah, it? Totally the, 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 for the wrong reasons where I've seen it not go according to plan, yeah, yeah. that the passion brings success would you believe that now today? Yeah, completely. I mean, it's funny when I when I started the newspaper, I remember my boyfriend had this grand plan that it was going to be a money maker and he was like, you need to, he was the one he said you need to do it, you need to do it. And I was like, I will, I will you know, in my own time. And uh, he actually took a step back from from saying it because he realized he was like that's not the reason you're doing it and that's not what it's about. I think that that com- that is genuine and I think like I was saying I think that comes across in the brand and in the newspaper because there's so so much love and time that goes into the newspaper um and with the brand becoming the happy news brand it's obviously everyone's holding out for the happy newspaper but that I mean the the newspaper itself is so much more work than anything else it's and so much you know more 
sort of every, you have to put everything into it every quarter and it comes around so fast it's, it's your pa- passion and purpose <laughs> and that it started with that newspaper it is that newspaper that's your passion project almost yeah, in a exactly. way now yeah. but it's opened up the doors into so many other things I use the analogy that running your um, own business or own small creative business is like being on an epic roller coaster yeah. <laughs> what's your proudest moment or your greatest high so far hmm I think there's, I don't know, it depends because there are there are two very different ones, very business, and we've already mentioned it, the Richard Branson posting about the Happy Newspaper, which massively helped the subscribers go up, I think. But um, just getting recognition from someone like that is incredible, all kinds of incredible. But then on the flip side, um, and we've, we've also mentioned it, the um, getting the emails and the messages from people is why I do what I do. Um, the kindness bunny in the school, that was just, that's probably one of my proudest moments, I think. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. And on that roller coaster, you have the lows. So what would be the yeah. lowest low? It's weird because it's, I mean, I feel like it's gone so fast and it's been such a short amount of time as well. There hasn't been, apart from the very beginning, there hasn't really been that many lows. I think I, what I would say is, the sort of being on your own and sort of feeling isolated sometimes and sometimes that can get lonely and that can get a bit difficult and you sort of start going over stuff in your head you know am I doing the right thing am I especially when you're trying to come up with new designs as well sometimes you can just feel like you're in a real whirlwind um but yeah Mm. I think not 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 a happy place for creative people is it no well thank you Emily it's it's just well it's just been so Emily I would say (laughs) it's just been just a pleasure cuddled up on this sofa (laughs) and this positivity just coming out of you and this smile and the giggle and it's just you know I just wish you absolutely everything I really really do but as you know I ask each one of my guests to write a note to their younger self yes and I don't read these um, prior to recording, so it's become one of my most favourite parts of the show. <laughs> a moment to reflect, to think back on your amazing journey. It's been a short journey so far, <laughs> but it's been truly epic. So thank you, Emily, in advance for sharing part of your soul with us today. So on that, what advice or words of wisdom would you pass on to an even younger Emily? Hi, Tiny M. You probably won't realise this right now because you're busy building sandcastles and chasing waves, but when you get a little bit older, things may or may not start making sense. You're going to follow your dreams up the highest mountains with your pencil in hand and ideas whirling around your brain, always. Keep making cards for your friends and family with all the beads and glitter stuck to them because these will be the start of your dreams coming true one day. Along the way, people will tell you you can't, but trust me, you can, and you will. Oh, you'll see. Each stage of your education will feel like a battle at times, a chance for you to prove you'll give it your all, and you will. There will be tests along the way. There always are, but I promise you'll come out of them stronger, braver, and more determined than ever. You might not realise it at the moment, Tiny M, but you're going to chase and achieve so many of your dreams and build a little happy empire along the way. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Right, I'll start again. Um, you're going to chase and achieve so many of your dreams and build a little happy empire along the way that will bring a whole heap of happiness to a lot of people. Sounds a bit scary and overwhelming, doesn't it? 
It will be at times, but you'll figure it out, I have no doubt. Keep being silly, visit the beach whenever you can. It's your happy place, but I think you know that already. Keep dancing and smiling, be you, not them. Love from slightly bigger M. God, that wasn't supposed to be emotional. Well, it is because um, you're reflecting back to somebody who made glitter cards. Yeah. <laughs> and now you sit here as a businesswoman and someone I know who's going to reach the highest of mountains. And that's why it's emotional because you have done yourself proud. And I'm really proud to be sitting here with you. Thank, Thank you. you so much for sharing today. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thanks, NatWest, again for sponsoring this podcast. It's great to partner with an organisation that believes in empowering people in business. That's why they developed the NatWest Business Hub, which is full of information, tips and insights to help business owners meet their goals. Go to natwestbusinesshub.com to get started. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Conversations of Inspiration. I want as many people as possible to believe that they can build a business doing what they love. So could I ask a favour? If you like what you're listening to, would you rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify or your favourite podcast provider? It will help others find this podcast and may just be the inspiration they need to follow their dreams. Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down Where we're going you won't need to bring your frown You will find that all the things that I have said Will come to when you are lying in your bed And if you want your friends to come then bring them